Welcome to Kendall and Oberlin's podcast series on downsizing. These recordings are from a panel discussion that took place in April of 2017 with experts and residents talking about proactive measures older adults can take when downsizing and preparing to move to a new home. Thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a lifelong um, Northeast Ohio resident and spent 30 years in corporate America in consumer products and financial services. And then that nasty little recession came along around 2007, 2008. And after a couple of temporary contract type jobs, I said, what, you know, what's, what is, there's time for an encore career here. You know, there's a, there's a second act in my work life. Um, and thankfully, blessedly landed on something called senior move management, which is a little known profession um, that has been actually formally recognized and organized in the last 15 years or so. Um, we belong to two international trade associations, uh, which provided training and uh, testing and certification by independent agencies before we could actually do this type of work. Um, we, so what we do basically in a nutshell is we help people who are either going to try to age in place but may need some accommodations, uh, clutter removal to be able to um, uh, walk with a walker or possibly a wheelchair around their home or more, more commonly people who are moving to somewhere smaller. So what we do in that kind of a, a situation is we plan, we plan, and then we some plan some more. Because uh, one thing we learned is that um, relocation to a retirement community among older adults is actually the third highest stressor right behind death of a spouse and divorce. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed or stressed out about considering this, it's not just you, believe me, you're, it's as perfectly normal. Um, so a lot of the work that we do and the training we undertook to do this is, you know, we work, we do a lot of hard physical work all day, but really in the final analysis, it's about your emotions. So the planning of the move is so critical because the stress level reaches a crescendo on that move day when the moving truck shows up and uh, the better it's planned and the better it's laid out in advance, the easier that day or two goes and um, you know, it's a, it makes for a, a happy result. Um, we also pack for people's moves. We get the moving truck. We're not movers ourselves, but we rely on those who are licensed and insured and registered with the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio. I would caution you if you're uh, considering doing something like this on your own to check out the credentials of a mover. You'd be surprised at how many are not. We also help people unpack and settle in, which we find, again, emotionally critically important to do that unpacking and settling in as soon as you possibly can. We actually pack with the unpacking in mind. Uh, we take pictures of the China hutch with all the things in it. If we're moving those and the contents so we can put it back exactly the way it was. That familiarity of knowing where things are in your new home is a critical emotional component. And then we um, also 
take care of the things that weren't moving. We ship it, sell it, donate it, recycle it, or find it in a landfill. We try to do everything in that order to, to uh, minimize the landfill component. Um, I left a, a single sheet. And now, by the way, um, we also use all W-2 employees. Uh, they're all, you know, um, uh, at-will employees, I guess you would call it. We don't use contractors. You know, they have to be invested in our business. Uh, we all also insured and bonded. Uh, but I left a single sheet on the table outside kind of telling you about our process. I was at a, <clears throat> um, a fair... Uh, vendor fair last week and almost every person who walked up to me said I don't know where to start I don't know where to start I don't know where to start and it's it looks like you know a huge undertaking it may not be the the way to do it but at least the way we try to approach it is with the end in mind and work backwards so we have um, I didn't actually bring this as a prop but I was actually down the hall measuring somebody's room this morning for in preparation for a move and that's exactly what we do we we measure this new space we measure the wish list of furniture and things that might be touching the floor that you would like to have moved and then we sit down and do it on computer and do a computerized to scale layout of your things in the new space um, Kendall where we do a lot of work is a little bit different. We find a lot of Kendall future residents do that themselves with the graph paper that facility services provides and the little cutout to scale pieces of furniture. And that's fine too, as long as somebody does it. Because really knowing what's going to fit in advance and only planning to move those things is critically important. I'm always amazed at how many people choose to move first and downsize later. Um, there's a, you know, if you've got that kind of money to move things you don't really need or can't use anymore, then more power to you. So we actually go to the extent of measuring closet rods and totaling them all up. So say you've got on a, a cottage or an apartment with 20 linear feet of hanging clothes space, we bring the two-foot wardrobe boxes to pack your clothes in. We're going to bring 10 of them, and if they fit in those 10 boxes, you can bring them. If they don't, you can't because they're not going to fit. Um, same thing with kitchen cupboards. That's the uh, critical. We kind of convert the old and the new kitchen cupboard space to cubic feet in order to say, well, you need a, about a 50% reduction in your kitchen utensils or sometimes even more. Um, you have to kind of lower your targets to you know, maybe making lunch, breakfast, reheating things, um, as opposed to Thanksgiving dinner for 10 people, you know? So a lot of the roasting pans, the, the crock pots, maybe not quite appropriate for senior living. And then we go to the everything else. Uh, the things that are not moving, my recommendation would be to go to Home Depot or Lowe's. They have the least expensive cartons around. Make yourself some cartons and label them with a Sharpie. This is going to my daughter who said she wants it. <laughs> That's just a big if. Um, or I'm going to donate this, or I think it's valuable and it might be worth something in resale. Um, you can go on down the line. Um, 
start in a room, and I always recommend going from the outside of the house in, start with the garage, the basement, the attic, the spare bedroom, the least emotional parts, because those are where the utilitarian things live. Um, take them, put them in the appropriate box, go to the next thing. I have two sayings. I have a, several sayings, but you're gonna hear them right now. Uh, I live by the Ohio rule, only handle it once. Put it in the box that's appropriate, when the box is full, close it, make a new box. Only handle it once. Making piles is not making progress. You're basically kicking the can down the road by making piles of things, which you have to go back and address later on anyway. And then Peter Walsh, who's one of my favorites, you, uh, the Australian fellow who's on reality TV um, with a couple of cable TV shows, he has a saying that says, when everything is important, then nothing is important. You know, there's got to be some sort of a criteria of some things are more meaningful to you than others. Break it down, and I have this on the, on the one-page handout. It's either practical, it's sentimental, or it's valuable, monetarily speaking. Uh, those are the three buckets that most everything is going to fall in. It's practical, I need a bed to sleep in, I need dishes to eat off of, I need a TV to watch, I need a stereo to listen to music. Or it's sentimental, you remember where you were, how you acquired that thing, who a person that it might represent. Or it's actually monetarily valuable, which I would rely on a, a certified appraiser to determine that. And if you hit two out of three, or heaven forbid three out of three, then that's, you know, that's a keeper, that's a no-brainer. Um, but um, kind of look at it in those terms when you're going through your house and looking for things. Um, and then but my last thing would be, and we have two types of clients, typically one who, have, one who has planned their move and has researched places to live and has given this some thoughtful consideration over time, and then those who are forced to move by some sort of an accident or illness. And believe me, the, the, the nature of the work is vastly different. So if you're here doing a, a thoughtful some thoughtful research. I applaud you and thank you for that. You have been listening to Kendall at Overland's podcast about downsizing and organizing your home. We invite you to go to www.kao.kendall.org to learn more.